Board presents Board, James Board. I'm Luke. I'm Lars. And I'm Dan. This is our mildly in-depth retrospective of every James Bond movie. How was everyone doing tonight? Pretty good. Doing good? Yeah. yeah. You know, aside from the fact that certain places of this country watched Handmaid's Tale and thought it was a how-to manual and not a cautionary tale. <laughs> There's that. But uh, otherwise... Uh, Otherwise, pretty good. The kids are going up to, to bed right now, and Elliot just finished his first week of, well, finished his first week of first grade last week, and he's enjoying it, and Eleanor's doing great, and yeah, we're, we're humming right along. We actually, we're, we're heading up to, um, on Saturday, to the Natural Bridge, which is the state park up in Virginia. I was driving back home, Lucas, um, from Maine a couple weekends ago, and pass by the sign for it and there's like all these things to do and most of them are really kitschy and gross and i don't want to go there but one of them was the dinosaur world 2 and it is a it's it's a story of the war of dinosaur aggression where it's a civil war story about dinosaurs <laughs> i need to send me everything possible so about this. i'm really looking forward to it is it the is it the gray and the blue dinosaurs no or? it's the dinosaurs eating the yankees Hey. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward. So the to dinosaurs it. were pro-slavery. Good to know. Wow. Well, I don't know if it's pro-slavery. I think it's pro-dinosaurs, anti-Yankees. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> pro Red Sox. We'll though. see. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're that's what we're up to. And I think uh, Dad, you and Mom are going to come down and, and meet up with us there. Yeah, and we're going to surprise the uh, Eleanor and Elliot. They don't know we're coming. It'll be a nice little two-day weekend. But uh, that that should be fun. Cool. Lucas, how you doing? Um, I'm all right. I uh, haven't uh, just had my anniversary last weekend. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, uh, weekend before last. Weekend before last. It was more. I forgot what day it was today. It was a couple of weekends ago, which was a lot of fun. We went to Leadville, Colorado, which is the highest town in the country, elevation wise, um, not is, pot wise. Elevation wise. <laughs> elevation wise. Yep. Uh, beautiful little place. Very interesting little town. The National Mining Museum, National Mining History Museum, is there, um, wow. which sounds boring. Oh, awesome! <laughs> What's worse is I've, which is but worse I'm, is oh. I've gotten to use that joke twice on our podcasts. Wow, um, yeah. that's pretty bad. It sounds really boring, but it's actually was really fascinating. It had a lot of really cool mo- uh, models um, and miniatures, and it was a really interesting museum. Well, like diora- um, like dioramas. Yeah, apparently, like in 1896, uh, they built an ice palace there, like one of those giant. Um, and it was it lasted for like three or four years before it melted. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. But yeah, no, not much. Um, not much. Just uh, Dad, how, how have you been? All right. So, what, what da- just you know, I've got a I've got a synopsis of. Uh, well, how, how have you been? The movie, have if, you been? if you want. How have you been, Dad? It's been a crappy three months, but uh, it's uh, yeah. it'll, it'll it'll work out all right. Well, we're we're here now. Mom and I are doing. Mom and I are doing great. Well, good, good, good. Yeah. We're here now. Um, as always, the James Bond themed drink of the night is a sake teeny. Um, it's I a, figured that's what was where you were going. Yeah. So instead of the traditional Vesper, which is the gin vodka and then Lillette, um, it's gin vodka and sake. Because we're uh-huh. watching um, Octopussy. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, we are watching 
You Only Live Twice, or we watched You Only Live Twice. You know, it's a fitting title, because when we started this project, I knew we were going to watch Casino Royale three times, <laughs> and I knew we were going to watch Th- Thunderball twice. I was not anticipating watching Dr. No a second time. <laughs> uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dad, tell us the synopsis for You Only Live Twice. You Only Live Twice came out in 1967, and just as a side note, I was 11 years old. (laughs) 11 years old. 11 years old. So, 007 is sent to Japan to investigate the spacecraft theft. Of course, it's in space. And astronaut kidnapping in orbit of an American Project Gemini spacecraft. When he gets to... uh, to Japan, he is contacted by Aki, an assistant to a Japanese secret service leader named Tiger. So James well, Bond established that friends. the master. <laughs> that's right. So Bond established that the mastermind behind the hijacking is Spectre's number one Blowfield, in conjunction with Osaka, who is a uh, an, an industrialist or a he's a he's a manufacturing guy. So Bond follows the trail to Blowfield's. Island headquarters and spaceport while the spacecraft Bird 1 attacks another Soviet capsule. Blofeld explains to Bond that his plot is to fake in front of each superpower that Bird 1 is an enemy spacecraft to transform the Cold War into World War Three. So Tanaka's ninja troops attack the island, one of my favorite parts, while Bond manages to distract Blowfield and create a diversion which allows him to open the hatch, letting in the ninjas. During the battle, Osada is killed by Blofeld, who activates the base's self-destruct system, something that, of course, in every villain's lair, There's a lever. when you hire the contractors to build it, you, <clears throat> you build in the lever that self-destructs and escapes. Bond... Kissy Tanaka and the surviving ninjas escape through the cave tunnel before it explodes and are rescued by the submarine. That was pretty much it, which, Lucas, I agree with you. That's that's a very close simile to um, to Dr. No. Yeah, you, you, trans, you transplant Dr. No from Jamaica to um, Japan. Yep. It's still a because volcano layer. There's, there's something's going on with the American space program. Yeah. Yep. Something going wrong with the American space program. He has to research and go and figure out what goes on. Ha, goes to, he washes up on an on another island. Uh, there is a uh, a lady lady assistant uh, underground base uh, side of fries. Cutting oh yeah, it's very similar. Let, let's it was let's go step by step. Then it was for me the beginning. It was incredibly elaborate that they killed him. And then the elaborate, you know, they 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 put him into a, <clears throat> they had a burial at sea. They yes for picked him up in the submarine. Right. It was insane yes. how much all of that would have cost. Exa- yeah. So so for for those who have not seen Sean Connery's fifth outing, you know, they have the it, it starts with the the evil <laughs> spacecraft taking over the other spacecraft, but then it cuts to James Bond kissing on a a Chinese woman who. He says, "Why do Chinese girls taste different?" <laughs> problematic. Oh. Let, let, let's let's start the problematic. Ta- let's was, start the problematic tally just right off the bat. Um, <clears throat> with it was 1967. It, it was 
it still could be problematic now. Uh, so, oh, yeah. So, so he says that, but then you're right. She Was she in on it? I think she was in on it. Because she, like, she, yeah, she, oh, completely. she, she, she yeah. you know, lets the guys in. I mean, it was a, Mur- it was a Murphy bed. And they kill him. They kill James Bond. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh, James Bond's killed. And then the song starts. And I gotta say, the, not, not the, like, I don't know what, like, instrument it is, like, later on in the song, but the opening string of do, 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 is one of the most beautiful <laughs> pieces of music. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, not of just James Bond music, of any music. Like, there's a reason why, I think it was, his name's Robin, Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams? He had that song, Millennium. Like, it's like a pop song, like a British pop song. And he uses, he samples the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, it's just, it's, yep. it's, it's like, it's expansive, it's beautiful, like, it's wonderful. I don't know about the... And it's an entire orchestra that John Barry yeah. directed that it's uh, just so incredible. Good. Like and like the the song was fine, but that opening bit is just perfect. Yep. But you're right. Like, so they they faked James Bond's death, and he's apparently he's apparently well known enough as a spy to get a, a you know an above the fold article in a newspaper in an international newspaper. That that and the when the police come and they pull the bed down. It's like, oh my God, they've killed James Bond, and like, so you guys know you who James Bond right, I thought is? He was, I thought he was a spy. Well, I thought he was just working like for some sort of exporter. Like, isn't that that like yeah. his little cover? He's not like a naval commander. That's his, yeah, that's his job. He's not a naval commander. And and this is a, a side note, just real quick. Why the navy? Like, why naval command? Because why, it why were they? The, why were they the, the spies? It, they, I don't think they. I think. They weren't the spies. I think the him being a commander in the navy dovetails into him being going into uh, the fake exporting business because it it implies that he has contacts all over the world. But but, but there's that. But but the I, CIA I, I, connects a lot more with the like naval intelligence. I don't yeah. know. Like does it, Dad? You're in the you know. I just you're thought, ta- you're I just thought it was amazing. This. Like, now, why is it the na- <laughs> like why the navy? Like that's not the first time I've heard the Navy is connected with intelligence and spy stuff. Because I think it 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 lended credibility to Bond that he was a naval officer. What really killed me in this was when he when they do the burial at sea and they bring him to the submarine, that M and Money Penny on a submarine have their offices just like on land. All of a sudden, they've got M's office, and Money Penny is there, and he can toss his hat onto the coat mm-hmm. rack in a submarine. And I've been on many submarines, and that just ain't going to happen. You're not going to have a frivolous well, room I mean, like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> space is will, will we call space a premium? <laughs> Completely. But yeah, so he he gets he gets rest. You know, come you know, uh, permission to come aboard. And he, you know, comes in. Yeah, and he, exactly. you know, and he throws, you know, throws his hat and and does all that stuff. And um, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward. Like, I like it because it's pretty straightforward. Like, hey, there's some shit going down. You need to go investigate it. Something, something's up. You need to go to Japan. And and because we think it's, you know, the Japanese are are doing something. We you need to go take care of this. <clears throat> and again, back, it kind of you, you mentioned that it was it was a um, 
a clone of Dr. No, it's back to that detective thing, right? Like, he, yep. he's got to go find out the mystery. Yeah. But, <laughs> so he leaves, and Moneypenny throws him, you know, hey, instant Japanese. The- you forget. I, I, I took a first in Oriental languages at Cambridge. And it's like... Exactly. You mean all of the languages? Because they don't all I, speak okay. Japanese. They all don't speak Chinese I, I, in I China. Took, yeah, and... <laughs> My God, I took I took two and a half years of Mandarin in college. I don't remember a whole lot of it. <laughs> On top of that, it's also the yeah, exactly as you said. They don't speak the same languages. They don't speak the they don't speak the same language in the same countries. Yeah, but I, but I, I but I will say that it tried to start giving Bond a backstory uh-huh. that oh. So he went to Cambridge and he studied Japanese and he was a commander in the navy. And he's a commander of the navy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so they're attempting to make him three-dimensional as opposed to He's not just a just, just, just a, a two-dimensional. Thug. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, no, and that, and that, I I I'm not saying they succeeded, but Oh, no, I appreciate that. It just I it, it was yeah. funny when it yeah. happened. It was like it's, there's like, it was there's funny. Like, there's like over a billion people in one of those countries alone. They all don't speak the same language. And what do you what do you mean you took a first? First of all, the English educational system. I have no idea what it means. Not, I don't get it at all. So I took a first in Oriental languages. Okay, so you know Domo Arigato. I know the same thing because I know that fucking song. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but for some for some clown in Alabama watching this movie. In 1967, I took a first. Well, he must have been really good. Well, and that's... That's all they And needed. we were talking about this earlier, Dad. Like, again, these movies, how much culture did these movies expose oh. people to in oh. bumfuck Iowa? Or even in more metropolitan places in, in the United States. But he goes to Japan. I bet you this was the first time that anybody had seen sumo wrestling. I can, I can remember watching this movie... And when he when they're going through Japan, you know the city, and I was like, "Oh my God, look at all the lights!" When did look you say this everything. came out again? When did you say this came out again? Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Okay, so we are twenty-two years post the end of World War II. This yep. may have been the first movie that portrayed Japan in a positive light. Yep, that, yep. that could very well be, yeah. or at least because the cultural memory is still there. Or or hard. or it wouldn't. It didn't really mention any of that. It was just like, okay, here's Japan now. And, and look at how modern it is. And look at how just moved all this on. stuff. And look how modern it is. I mean, that was really the first time, like like I think Lars and I discussed earlier, that was the first time I'd ever heard of or seen a sumo wrestling match. Right. And it was just mind-boggling. Look at how big those yeah, what guys is this? are. this? What is this? <laughs> um, and, and it, and it kind of speaks to the, you know, it's very exotic, right? Like it's just a right. Like it just make it, it's a yeah. It, it's and it doesn't have to be these, you know, beach locales to be exotic. It could be just something different. Just it's something you don't well, see. I, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I read. I actually read about that match. And that was an actual sumo wrestling match that they filmed the mm. movie at, and. That's cool. They didn't really have to do that. It had nothing to do with the story, but it was all about establishing the establish exactly Lucas establishing. It was the backstory. I mean, you you saw the sumo wrestlers. You know how they throw rice mm-hmm. out onto the mat, and they they do, it's all the ceremonial things 
that had nothing to do with anything. But I, I remember watching this just enraptured, like, wow, what are these people doing? Well, it just it gives it a sense of place, and it gives you, like, you know, now you're there with Bond. Like, you're, you're there with him. So, and, yep. and that, that, that to look at, you know, other imitators, <laughs> of, you know, spy movies that don't take the time to do that. Right. That's why these are more effective is that they, they, you have a sense of place, you know where you are, you know, that kind of thing. It was also mind boggling to watch when he was walking down through the city and in the sumo match, how tall Sean Connery is. <laughs> yeah, he's like 6'3". He's, yeah, something like that. Compared to everyone else in the movie, he, it was like towered above everybody. So how could you ever fit in? Which we'll get to. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, I was leading so, up to that. So he, you know, he goes through the sumo. You know, he meets Aki. He meets Tiger first, and then he's sent to no, no. He meets he meets like the British guy that's no. lived in Japan for like twenty years, and he's like, I've never, yes. I haven't, you know, I've lived here for twenty years, and I still don't know my way around. And then he he hands him his martini, stirred, not shaken. That's right, right. And like James, wait Bond's a minute. Like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> And then he's... I know, because you're like going, what? And, and then he's stabbed in the back. So the, there's a, this guy's going to help through him. Through the paper. Through the paper walls. He's stabbed through the back, killing him instantly. One, that's not how stabbing works. Unless, like, you're, like... A run unless of, you're in a James Bond movie. But I love the, like... Oh, so he does that, and then I don't know if y'all caught this or not, but the guy that... So there's, you know, people trying to stop other people from telling James Bond what's happening in the story... As all the other movies, there's people trying you know, to stop him from learning the plot. The person that stabs the British guy in the back, James Bond catches up with him, and he's wearing a COVID mask. Yes, he is. <laughs> I, that was the big one I wrote down. Like, oh, my God, 1967. And the Asian communities wore masks outside to protect yep. other people. And it's still – it was common when I – I was an exchange yeah. student. I was an exchange student there for – for a month and a half, uh, twenty years yep. ago, and that was not uncommon where we were in Amori. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because I had, you know, I hadn't watched this movie in quite a while, and when I was watching it yesterday, I was like, "Oh my God, he actually has a surgical mask <laughs> mm -hmm. on, and it wasn't to hide his face." Nope. Um, and then, so Bond takes his COVID mask pretends and kind of huddles up and is taken away to the bad guy's a lair. Lot. <laughs> and at this point, I'd like to talk about sound design because okay. there, these movies during like a, like the early fights, maybe like towards the end when it's like the, like the, the climax, it's not like this, but at least during early fights, a lot of them don't have music. There's no music in the red grant, James Bond fight and from Russia with love. It's just them beating the shit out of each other and, and crashing up that train. This one, in this fight, it's like him. They're throwing chairs at each other, and they're like, like this a sword, like you know. I mean, he actually yeah. Bond actually pitch, picks up a couch and like is, and is hitting, hitting the guy with the, the end of the couch, and you and you yeah. hear it, and it's like like and and it just it makes it so much more brutal and exciting and real and real as opposed to like yeah when you look at modern action fights where it's a bunch of quick cuts and there's like techno music or whatever playing like this was there's nothing except these two guys beating the hell out of each other 
and the sounds that that makes. I, I don't know. I just, I like that so much more. I think it just, it makes it the, so much better. At the <laughs> end, you know, where, where he, the guy's coming at him and he actually cracks a statue over his head and breaks it off. And it's just the sound of it breaking. Like you said, there's, there's no music. It's just a brutal fight. Yeah. You only notice sound in film when it's either really good or really bad. Yeah. And that's yeah. the only time you notice it. And this was one of those, this is airing on the side of, this was, yeah, the uh, really interesting sound design there. I did yep. love that he, you know, because he's a vodka snob, he goes right. to the drink counter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that what, was kind of, what kind of vodka was it? Siamese vodka? Siamese vodka? Yeah, like, and wow. he's like, ugh. <laughs> and then I love the fact that he sees the safe and... He's like, oh, I need to open it. So, of course, he pulls out the, I just happened to carry this safe opening gadget with me. And he immediately opens the safe. So No discerning spy. I don't, know if you guys have, I don't know if you guys have one, but I don't have one of those gadgets. <laughs> well, I mean, he's in he's in industrial espionage mode. So That's it true. makes sense for him to have a safe cracking device. Yeah. In the same way that it makes sense for all of his gadgets because it's that, a contrived coincidence. I, I, I will grant you that one, Lucas. It makes sense if you totally suspend disbelief. Shh, and Yep, you're right. Just <laughs> hush. Just, <laughs> it's just a separate pocket in his coat. Yes. It, it, he, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> what, well, okay, well then what do, what do you guys... Okay, I gotta know. Every day, what do you guys carry on you? What does your everyday carry? So I have my, my uh, wallet, my phone, my Swiss Army knife, um and my keys and i have my my wallet my phone knife that my grandfather gave me little pocket knife and i have a safe opening device that i carry with me every day <laughs> good to know <laughs> i carry a, I have wallet phone bluetooth headset fisher space pen pocket knife oh fisher space pen excellent fisher choice space. yes very nice because yeah. you never know when you'll be in space that, to write underwater. that is the only reason i've ever wanted to go to space camp is because of the movie space camp because if i'm at space camp i am now closer than i've ever been to getting into space space yes. like i can't get into space right now there's not like a like something that accidentally will happen that will get me into space if i'm at space camp my odds of something accidentally happening that gets me into space exponentially <laughs> exponentially oh, oh, oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> I saw that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It'll happen. <laughs> I did love it when, after all that happened, when, was it Tiger that said, welcome to Japan, Mr. Bond? Just a classic line. And he's a, I, yep. I, you know what? I wish we see more of Tiger in other movies because I thought that he yep. and Bond really played off. And Absolutely. He, they he, did. He's the Felix of this movie. He's the Felix Leiter of this movie. Well, he's yep. halfway between Felix and M. He plays him. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, he's Japanese M. But I. Th but then he, they get to go to a Japanese bath, and then he actually asks Bond, pick a girl. I'm like, really? Wow. So this is problematic count number three, right. yeah, yeah, at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 1967. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like their chemistry together. I thought that he and, and Tiger were mm -hmm. great. And I, I really wish that, <laughs> I did too. That, he, that they had more adventures together. But yeah, the bathing scene... <laughs> One, I, I want their bathtub. I don't necessarily want the yep. the women that are at my beck and call. I don't think that that's great. 
unless you're in 1967, but then we're not. But again, but uh, but then I liked when he actually went back to the. It was interesting. He went back to uh, was it Osada's. You know, as a he's a businessman now because he wanted what he he wanted to invest in monosodium glutamate folder uh, formula Jesus. or whatever. And he's worried because he's there and he's he stored the body of the guy he killed in the fight in the bar. And you can see him panicking when they're going to open it. Yeah. And then nobody's, nobody's there. there. And then, like he's like walking around the room and everything that he was like throwing around is all put together nicely. Fixed. <laughs> Even the statue. I forget, I forget the redhead's, <laughs> redhead's name, but Mr. Osaka's uh, um, assistant, like, like yep. com- comes up, and, and, you know, because Mr. Osaka know he clearly knows that Bond's Bond, and he knows that he has a gun. Oh yeah. So he mentions that you know, hey, you shouldn't smoke your cigarettes, and. Like, what's the big deal about me smoking cigarettes? And she walks into frame uh, and profile, and she's very well endowed. And she says the line, he appreciates a healthy chest. I'm like, well, yep. well no shit. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and there's a, and Osada has an x-ray machine looking at Bond to see that he's got a gun. And, right. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's, there's a great car chase scene. Oh, uh, great car chase. And then there's a wonderful... So Q doesn't have a, a litany of things for Bond this time. He's got one thing. But wait, before you get to that, one thing I need to mention. During the car chase, so the bad guys are chasing Bond and Aki. And, uh, and Aki in this wonderful Toyota 2000 that they only made six of them. And one of them was made for this movie. The, the, the white car? The white yeah. car was just, oh my God, outstanding car. But anyway, they're they're driving and they get on the phone to Tiger and said, somebody's chasing me. And of course, he sends out his helicopter with a giant magnet to pick up the bad guy's car. And he lands and picks it up. I don't know about you guys, but I've actually, if I was driving down the highway and saw a helicopter pick up a car with a magnet, I would probably see that on the news that day. Yep. It was it, like, oh, this well, just actually, happens. Well, this is what... Well, the fact that he has one set up oh, at yeah. his beck and call implies that this happens frequently. Uh, exactly. It's like, I can see the guy. Hey, guy with the magnet, we need you now. And if I'm James Bond and all the car chases that I've been in and I'm trying to get away from people, why don't I have a helicopter with a magnet on it? What kind of podunk organization is MI6? Like, <laughs> I would be calling M. Hey, hey wait, wait a minute. You, we need to get one of these. These, these guys these have Japanese people these really got to figure it out. Helicopters <laughs> with magnets. Figure it out. We, we need more of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so now back to back to Q. So Q shows up with little Nelly. So. Bond, Bond uh, calls in and says, tell M, I need little Nellie, and tell um, M to send her dad. Before we get on to little Nellie, I, uh, I understand why it happens, and it happens in basically every movie where this kind of thing is, but they use footage from earlier in the film as like a video screen. Mm, um, mm-hmm. As he's driving, but, but that implies a lot of things, particularly when he's driving and they pick the car up with the giant magnet. When they pick it up, you see him watch watch the car get picked up and dropped in the ocean 
that means that they have another helicopter flying around that that first oh. helicopter with the magnet oh, just absolutely. to watch him kill the car. <laughs> absolutely. And nobody ever picks up on that in the movie that, wow, he's got a network of cameras everywhere watching. And helicopters. And helicopters. And helicopters right, because it's not enough to, to viciously murder people. You have to film it. And had we not had we not seen it in the car, we could get away with there just being the one helicopter. Right, but now, but but now, now it has now to be a network of helicopters right. now. Well, when he slides into Tiger's office, is there a camera pointed right at the, the chute into the, the, the chair? There has to be. It's the same problem. I just watched all Star Trek Next Generation, and mm-hmm. I've always wondered, like, where does where's the view screen on the other people's side of the call? Like, Picard is on the bridge. He's, like, on screen. And he's obviously talking to the view screen. But then there's there's shots of, like, where's where are their view screen camera? Where is that? Like, where where are they looking at? Yeah. Like, not, I have a hard enough time making a Skype call on my phone. Yeah, they're not, you're, you're not on a bridge. Where are you? Why are uh, you no, just exactly. talking? <laughs> we have eye contact. How do we have yeah, eye contact? Eye contact. <laughs> so, um, but... Little Nelly, uh, what a gadget! What it was a gadget! Awesome. And just to let you guys know, they had really just invented the auto gyro. Not not much before this, to where you know, Little Nelly was an auto gyro. It doesn't the the prop above it, the helicopter blade. It does not have an engine. It only spins because it is moving forward based on the the prop in the back so the spinning in the in the uh the auto gyro creates a blade that uh, a wing that picks the thing mm-hmm. up so it, it's huh. a really interesting little helicopter right. it's not really a helicopter it's an auto gyro and they had really just invented this and not many people had seen it when this movie came out oh, and awesome. we were all Much like, like the jetpack what, what is like the this the... yeah exactly i don't remember exactly. it happening last movie so I thought last movie was when it's it faded away. But this movie, as he's flying Nelly around, the auto gyro. The fight music is in Thunderball. Is it in is it in Thunderball? I can't remember if it's in Thunderball. It is great at the very least, it's at the extreme end when they've sped up the the boat chase at the end of Thunderball. You're right. You're right, right. Yes. That, that's where it was. Lucas. I was waiting for yep. it to happen, and I, yep. yeah, I, you're right. I, I forgot. But when it popped in here, I'm like, "Hey, there it is! I love this. I love this music." <laughs> but I thought, I thought the shot where they he was flying, and you and can you see the other shadows of the other. Can, they had the shadow of him on the ground flying, and then all of a sudden yeah. you see the rest of yeah. them follow. I'm like, "Wow, that was brilliant!" So, and then, in order to sneak into the <clears throat> hidden underground fortress, they have to make him Japanese. <laughs> I understand why, because Jap- Japan is a very homogeneous country, right? I mean, there's a, it, it's they all like I'm I'm not trying to yes say anything untoward or judgmental. It's just they yeah. were an isolationist country for a very long time, and oh, yeah. still they still are. are. So they don't have the melting pot that is other countries other countries you see you know black german people you see chinese you see chinese right. mexican people like you see you know you see all like all these different kinds of meldings 
you don't see that a lot in Japan. So a six foot two Scottish guy with who's basically wearing a sweater all the time. Um, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna, it's going to stand out. So you have to figure out a way to make him not stand out. So is it the is it called the, is it the Ipacantic fold? There's something like I, I, know, I, 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 I gotta I'm gonna look it up real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But wait, but 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 I, I want to say one thing. You you've jumped ahead one one step. <clears throat> I wanted to make a point. When the helicopter was flying around, he actually found the volca- the volcano's lair, and mm-hmm. he found the monorail. Remember? And there was a remember he was in the in the lair, and there was that little bridge inside the monorail above the piranha fish, and there's an actual the guy the bad guy actually had a button he pushed that would drop the bridge over the monorail to kill the people. And it was just amazing to me that I guess when the villain builds his lair, I really wanted to know <laughs> who the contractors he assigned or, or, or I, okay. I want a bridge that goes across a, a lake filled with piranha and I want to make so, it hinge. So stay with me now. So I can, I, kill I can see I lose it. I'm, I How see, much I can does see that I lose cost? But, but wait, <laughs> How much is it going to cost? <laughs> Do you have the permits for a murder bridge? <laughs> for a murder bridge. How much does this cost? He actually, they actually did this. That uh, I don't even want to go into the. And by the way, I want to switch. Yeah, that but, will blow up everything. Well, that's but that's DIY. later on. That one's DIY. But, but the whole, yeah. Well, that's probably true. But the whole bridge that if I don't like you, I can push a button. Which, which, and the which bridge nice collapses and you fall into the piranha. That that's great. Later, right? That that should only work once. Exactly. Where you you know that that bridge is gonna is gonna fall and you hop over it. Well, if you know if you if you really invest in your contractors, but they I can feel, make it. But I feel like back up. it's just a on off pretty soon that like. Man, you should really be careful about these bridges. When people stop showing up for meetings <laughs> after true. having a meeting with Blofeld. <laughs> like maybe 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 we should go across exactly. these bridges. <laughs> You're gonna say not a good idea. Don't go oh, over okay, so that it's bridge. Called Ipa- it, it's called it's it, I like it. It's the, right, so it's anyway, the I needed to fold. say that, but then so now it, it is uh it's a yeah. I mean mm-hmm. it's a it's yeah. a biological thing and it's it's normally found um in people of Asian descent and it, it's it's why their eye shape is the way that it is. I mean, it, it, it's, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's different. They do this like they shave him. They do the surgery. They give him a wig, and he turns into a Romulan. Lucas, you were absolutely yep. right six when you two. when we were talking about this movie early on. You said, "Let's go watch him turn into a Romulan." And yep, that's what they've made him. He just doesn't have the the shoulder pads. Yep. <laughs> so. So they turn him Japanese, and he's gonna marry some like pig farmer's wife or pig farmer's daughter. Uh, he can't marry Aki. He has to marry somebody from this, you know, why is it, from the island? From the island to like to get him on there, but who he's happens sleeping to be beautiful Aki one last time? And I love they're gonna poison him. They're gonna poison him, and they're gonna drop it down straight. Oh. So that the guy, like the assassin, like it's such a ninja thing to do. Like, I love this. It's such an exotic way mm-hmm. to kill this man is that here's a string. I'm going to pour poison down the string. 
So it just like drops by drops, goes down it, and it almost gets to it, him, and then he it rolls was over, and Aki rolls to where he was, and it drops into her mouth and kills her. He's he's not too phased by it. <laughs> so the t- so the good. tension in that he's not was, too phased by her dying was wonderful, <laughs> but he's also very cold and focused on the mission. But it turns out that he's marrying a very beautiful oh, yeah. woman, which I have read subsequent stuff about. You know the James Bond lore and all that kind of stuff. Apparently, in the books, he impregnates her, that woman. So he has Look. a son. Like this is the only time that he yep. had, like we actually find out that he has a son, and the son shows up later in like another story, like that that's like written by another author. But in the you only live twice book, like he leaves and she's pregnant. Does he show up in James Bond Junior. that cartoon from the nineties? James Bond Junior. James. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> No, I think Bobby, it's. Yeah, right. I think right. it was Bobby Bond. Um, Bobby. So Bond. he he marries Aki or marries the other woman, and they they go break into the volcano lair, and it's Blowfield. We actually get to see Blowfield, the head of Spectre. Donald Pleasant. Donald. Nice, nice, nice scar. scar. Donald Pleasant's hell of an actor. Nice scar. I mean, it, it's, it gave us all in every performance he was ever in. Great. Mm-hmm. But great, great villain lair. You could tell that Ken mm-hmm. Adams had done all the set design and everything. It was just, oh my god, it was perfect. The monorail. I want a monorail. I feel like that's just that's just from my backyard. It's just like, to ride around. If if Lucas or I had brought home like dead animal carcasses, that's like the first stage, and then the word becomes serial killers. Like if you like, mm-hmm. I want a monorail. It's not too many jumps to I want a volcano layer. <laughs> it's 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 a natural progression. I d- no. <laughs> what are you doing? I, exactly. I dug and a pit for my enemies. I, I would I would think that you guys would have. Right. Like, yes. You guys would have taken a different life path. Going on and on about the monorail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see I could see you could bring you Lars you could bring Josh home to us, and Josh sure. would say, "Can we ride on your dad's monorail?" <laughs> Sure. What, 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 don't step on that sure bridge. Sure, you can. Yeah, don't step on that bridge. That's the bad bridge. <laughs> and <laughs> but yeah, diff. And don't and don't throw also, that lever over there because everything will explode. Should, there should be a, a global world order. We talk about this every night at dinner. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> so, um, uh. so, so yeah. So he, you know, he does his thing. He he, he does. Blowfield escapes, right? Yeah, Blofeld escapes. That's and the, right. But the nin- the ninjas come in, and one 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 thing I loved that all of a sudden Bond had had suction cups on his kneecaps. Ninjas. I'm ninjas. like, where did these come from? Because he could ninjas climb. put them on his on his knees. I guess it was in his back. Yeah, it was in his backpack. Yeah, yeah, his little gray suit that he was like, yeah. running around in. I like the Donald Pleasant. Like, and, oh. and this is clearly. Again, the more that we watch these movies, the more Austin Powers makes more sense. Like, because he's mm-hmm. clearly Doctor Evil. This is this Doctor Evil is him. You know, yes, absolutely, exactly. He's you know what he was this, feeding off of. Yep. And not oh, even yeah. this yep. Blowfield, but this particular incarnation of Blowfield. Like, because when Donald Pleasance is running, he's running like Doctor Evil runs. Like he mm-hmm. he, he has, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So with like the that, cat, a very clear. You can you're starting <laughs> to see that you know this is what they're drawing from, um, and why it's iconic. And you know it, it's funny that 
Oh yeah. You know, I mean, Blowfield is like the villain for a very long time, right? I mean, he's not like in every single one of them, but he's in a lot of them later. Well, he's only we see him in a handful. Of, we, this is the first time we see him, yeah. but he's only around in like the next three because they lost the rights to Spectre, and that's why they go through the whole. That's why they start doing different Bond villains, and that's why Bond villain becomes a thing. Mm. Huh? Because I know that I know. I man mean, Thunderball. He was a. But but you you only saw him. He was the bad guy. See, right. See who he was. You didn't see him. Right. I thought they did a really good job with the. I mean, Donald Pleasance was perfect. He was. He had the scar. He, he had. The, he he was, was the crazy guy. I like. Uh, I like the the villains that. I mean, obviously, like you know, like a Darth Vader is menacing because he has like this deep voice and he's got this. He's big and he's dark. And he's got this presence. But I'm almost, I'm almost more scared of the ones that look like and like talk kind of pris, like like talk kind of prissy, but they are insane. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But also like yep. razor sharp, and like yes, you're in, I'm I'm insane, but I am smarter than everybody else in the room, and I you know, and it's like that's scary. And they might be. <laughs> like you know the the big like hulking guy, yeah, that's scary, but the one. It's yeah. like pulling all the strings. Well, that's why. Well, yeah, that's why Vader reports to the Emperor. Right. You're right. I did. I did look at this as a because it was done in 1967. It's it's got a big mm-hmm. space influence. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the the whole thing was that they're this this giant claw, if you will, are, are capturing Gemini capsules in space. That, that really made it, at the time, it made it very, very real to people because they were actually launching Gemini capsules. And, and uh, it was funny, at the very beginning of the movie, when you see the cap the Gemini capsule being captured by this thing, I actually had that model of the, of the Gemini capsule. Nice. I built that thing, and I, ha- I had it at home. Like, it was so real. So people watching it now that don't have that insight, I guess, think it's a... It's kind of a silly movie, which it is, but you know, at the very time it came well, out, it's a, it's a, it's a it was thing very with, relevant. Doctor, that you, you mentioned in Doctor Now, oh, like yeah. the painting that he stops and like looks at. That painting had just been stolen. Well, I don't know that, but mm. like the people watching it then knew that. Like that was like mm-hmm. that's a big deal, right? And so you know, and yeah. I, I think it still kind of holds true even like later on. The yeah. I just think they were smart. They were smart filmmakers. They were, and, and I, I still think it, we haven't gotten to it yet, but I, I remember, I think it's Die Another Day, which isn't a great movie, but it's about North Korea and South Korea, and like the DMZ. Well, I know what the DMZ is. Like, you know, and so it, it, it does, yeah. they, they continue to tie in yeah. stuff. Contemporary you know, things, yeah. Right, so it, yep. it, it's, you know, so it's not just off the wall, you know, well, there no, there's a space laser in the, like, no, they're still, they're, they're grounded in a, as much as a right. James Bond movie can be grounded, they're they're grounded right. in the contemporary right. politics of the time. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So this was um, Sean's last one for, for a, a while, for a little, <laughs> for a hot minute, or at least for you know he 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 said, okay, I'm done. Not his best. He looked a little tired, and I think that that's why he said, okay, I'm I'm done. They were but dying. Still, his, they were obviously dying his hair. I don't know, like the. the but he was. But he was still in the game. Yeah. I mean, he was he was oh, good. No, he no, wasn't. Absolutely. I, and and you know, when you think of these movies, 
you know, you, you rattle off the great ones and it's it's from Martian with Love and Goldfinger and Thumbrel, blah, blah, blah. And, and You Only Live Twice doesn't really get put in that list all the time, I don't think. And I don't... I don't and, and, and upon rewatching I, it, I don't see why. This was just as good I, as... I, I, I this think was it was a good, good movie. I think a lot this of people just, remember yeah. it being, being super problematic and let's face it, yeah. I think that goes off... I think that colors a lot of people's thoughts on it is that they remember they don't remember how good it is they just remember the we're gonna make james bond japanese and think that the whole film is that no but it isn't and i mean personally i kind of like this one better than thunderball yeah I, i i agree with you yeah i mean it's i don't know it was interesting how long the movie felt that there were so many things that happened before he ever really got to japan and got into that story and it was all well, interesting, he, right? And and we don't meet Q for a long time. Yeah, we don't meet Q like you know, mean, the typical beats. We we don't meet him for a while. I mean, we didn't even we didn't even talk about the, the there's this scene where where they go to the docks the, the, and the there's scene. this oh there's this fight the scene there's this fight scene up, across the top of the the you know the roof of these docks and. That it was. Pans back. I read this thing. It, it it all of a sudden the camera pulls back, and you see him kick ass on all these all these people that are coming to get him. And I I read something about this that it was it took a while to film that that all these it was just, it was just mm-hmm. amazing to watch this fight. Well, and then him and he, he does the flips off, lands on boxes, does it again. Like yeah. that's how he gets gets away. Um, yeah, you're right. Was, like, that was a really good fight. That was amazing. I mean, the fight at the mm-hmm. beginning in the office was just awesome. When, you know, and there's, there's, it was just, it was very intense. And then that whole fight with the, and that one actually had music, but it needed it because it was, it was just, it was one of the few times choreography of truly outnumbered, sort of running away, but at the same time, he actually is a complete badass and is able to. These dock workers may be big and tough, oh, yeah. but they're completely yep. outmatched by. They were outnumbered <laughs> by his by his skill. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That um, was a really that was a really cool scene. I, I agree with you, Dan. I think that I, I like this more than Thunderball because it was a new locale. Like Thunderball, we'd been to the Caribbean yeah. before. This is the only James Bond movie we're only in Japan. We're not globetrotting. We're we're in one place the whole time. Which means that we get to really feel like, uh, again, a sense of place. We get to know the people there. We get to know the culture there. We get to know yep. the characters. It just it really is was more immersive than than other ones. Yeah, so I, I, so. I, yeah, I like this one a lot. Yeah, but we are getting to the point. Dun dun dun. We're gonna not like as many of them. <laughs> so. Though I, I I tell you the next one. Eh, next it was one has one of the most fine. fascinating lines in the entire yeah. series. Which is nope. We're talking about it when we get to Good. it. Good. <laughs> You'll have to wait. You'll have to wait to hear that next time, folks. Um, Lucas, where can people find us on? We can be the found internets? at Sword in Boardcast on Twitter and Instagram. We can also be found on Podbean and Stitcher and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and and Google Podcasts and basically any streaming podcast service. We can also be found on YouTube. You can fa- you, you can find us on Podcast Podcast. And also podcast, podcast, podcasts. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> I stopped him there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
You can cut that no, part out. I'm leaving uh, that in. I'm I, I may, stuck, I may stuck, extend dude. that pause. Oh, wonderful. What? <laughs> and our, our logo is done by the wonderful Wes Forbes. Our theme song, okay. Iron Curtain Shuffle, is produced by the incredible Ryan Boyd. You can find them at Android on Twitter. And Board, James Board, will be back in... On Her Majesty's Secret Service.